How's it going, guys? Welcome to the uh, the first instalment of the Josh and Ollie Show, where it's just two kids from the country of Australia, just talking a bit of shit, hoping to keep you guys entertained through this quarantine uh, period and even afterwards beyond that. And uh, yeah, hoping just to have a little bit of fun with with what we're doing with our lives. Welcome. I'm happy to be here. Um, I hope you enjoy the journey through our podcast. We're currently not together, actually, with this whole virus going on. I'm currently sitting in the garage on a stool under my race car. Um, and yeah, I hope you all enjoy. It's a bit, it's a bit chilly outside. Uh, it's been raining for the last couple of days here and I'm, I'm in my room and I've literally got two jumpers on, tracksuit pants and a blanket over the top of me. And I feel like I am, am struggling, but I feel like with this podcast, I'll be able to be able to muster through it. And I hope, you know, we can spread that message more to you guys as you guys listen. Yeah, dude, I'm literally sitting in the garage, like, I've got my socks on, but my feet are literally numb, like, I'm freezing. Well, considering, you know, we haven't had any rain for the last 18 months sort of thing, I think uh, it's good, I like rain, but um, I do miss summer, although summer was a bit, bit slow, I feel, like, with the bushfire season, the lack of being able to go to the beach and uh, all of that, so... Yeah, look, well, when we thought 2019 was bad, well, we didn't expect what 2020 was going to be like, did we? Like, it's, it's it's not very good, eh? Well, I think I think it's one of these things, though, like, when you really think about it, like, our parents had to live sort of through, you know, n- you know, not necessarily through it, but around that time of, you know, the Cold War and everything like that, and our grandparents, you know, World War Two, and our great-grandparents, you know, World War One, and here we are, and I feel like this is our global pandemic that is going to going to shake up our lives for a bit um which is the the COVID-19 coronavirus um disease which is floating around um and yeah yeah no it's no good but apparently um they had this happen like a long time ago and it was a similar type of thing everyone had to get you know like stay home and everything so it's not as if like we're the only ones who've gone through it. Like our our parents have probably, well, maybe the older generation's been through it before, you know. And I think as I think for the most part, you also got to look at the positives as well. I mean, at the end of the day, we all sit here. We all have our iPhones. We all have our computers and our Xbox and our racing simulators or whatever it is, and and we get to sit inside a warm house with with toilet paper for the most part, food, water, <laughs> shelter, warmth, everything you need, and like. Here we are, and we have some people complaining, which I think is a bit, it's like understandable, but I feel like um, it's one of those things that I feel like we just have to take on the chin for now and just keep on moving with it. Yeah, exactly. I feel like people definitely took it for granted, like how, well, not for granted, but just didn't realize how good normal life is really, because now that we're all home and stuck, like we can, it's so easy to get bored. Like we all thought it was going to be a holiday, but it's, it's far from a holiday. Yeah, listen, it was it's one of those things that um you have to well, as I said, take on the chin. But I think for the first part um of the quarantine period it was it was interesting, it was fun, you know. Don't have to go to school, don't have to do this, don't have to do that, but but then once once the school it catches up to you, you struggle a bit. Um but yeah, I guess there's always positives to look at with everything and um but yeah. Yeah, exactly. Now that we're talking about it, actually, I might as well ask you, how are you liking the uh, the remote learning, like the home school? I don't, I don't personally like it. Um, I feel like for me as a student, I'm much better off sitting in a room 
with a teacher and her being able to go through the work with me, set it through, punch it through, punch it out. And uh, yeah, I feel like I gain a better understanding of that. Um, I don't necessarily think I'm finding it hard. I just, I find it more time consuming. Um, Going into the whole thing, I thought, you know, you can kind of do your thing at your own pace and, you know, get, get stuff done however you like and whatever. But now the teachers, I just feel like are smashing us with work and you got to join all the conference calls and everything like that. And um, yeah, it's just, it's one of those things that it's, it's unprecedented. Like, but I feel like this, this whole online schooling thing will change the way we look at education forever. Oh, 100%. Like when I, I'm actually, for the first time ever, I'm actually excited to go back to school. Not like, not just to like, because the the work side of things is going to be more chill, but like seeing the whole friends, being able to actually talk to people in person, you know, if you need to ask something, like it's just, it's going to be so much easier, you know? And it's not even like seeing your friends, but like even teachers that you're on, you know, not necessarily a friendship basis with, but someone that you can go and talk to and have a bit of banter with and laugh and, and all of those things. Like, I feel like that is, is an awesome relationship to have throughout your school. Um, yeah, like we have the your conference calls and whatever, and but that's about as much connection as you have had. I mean, me personally, I've had with my teachers recently for the last, you know, six, eight weeks, um, which hasn't been bad, I'm sure. They would like to get rid of me as much as possible, but that's another story. Yeah, probably. That's actually one thing I feel sad for too, though, is the teachers. Like, must be really hard for them having to do all this from home as well, as much as it is for us. But yeah, you know. I think them just having to to set the lessons and and whatever else is just. It's as I said, it's unprecedented. They haven't had to do it before. Um, and, you know, if they, for some reason they've had to do something regarding online schooling, I think you can tell the difference between the teachers who have and teachers who haven't. Um, you can definitely tell the younger teachers are a bit more on it than some of the, not necessarily older teachers, but teachers that wouldn't necessarily, they're, they're more by the book and don't necessarily want to use technology and, um, you know, all of those things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, but it's... um. It's living in weird times, aren't we? It's literally history right now, so it'll be interesting to see what happens, eh? It's it's all it's history, but for all the wrong reasons, unfortunately. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's not a lot. There's not a lot you can do about it, but I guess something you've got to take on the chin, keep moving, keep working, keep working hard for what you want, and um, yeah, get stuff done. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, like, there's also some positives to take out of it as well. So, for example, I um. I race cars, so as you know, Ollie, I race cars. We're we're all into motorsport, uh, and it's given us when I'm not doing schoolwork. You know, it's given me time to get the stuff done um, on the race car to get ready for when we can go back racing. Um, I've also got a simulator too, like a racing simulator, so that's been pretty handy. You know, like I can still keep my driving going. Maybe not fully realistic as you know but you know it keeps it to a degree you know so no, it's been it's not too bad so quickly on the topic of um racing simulators the supercars e-series i feel like that has Ooh, been yes that's been i feel like that's been a massive hit amongst all the fans well most of the fans i feel like there's some people that absolutely love the idea like especially the drivers the drivers are really involved the sponsors are really involved but then there's some of the people that you know 
are a bit older, like, you know, 50s, 60s sort of thing, and they're like, what, what is the point? <clears throat> How can I watch a video game on TV is, and, and try to find it interesting? But I feel like at the end of the day, at this current point in time, we have live sport, and that live sport is a video game. And, and eSports has always been, has been on a meteoric rise recently, um, especially with games like Fortnite and Call of Duty and, you know, Rocket League and, and now iRacing for supercars people. It's, it's spread on a, on a screen across Australia, which everyone can watch. It's on Facebook, it's on free-to-air television, it's on pay-per-view. Um, and it then has created this massive platform for new young people to get iRacing and to get involved with this, this eSports scene. Um, of racing simulators like me personally i've never had a racing simulator as much as i was involved in motorsport for the last seven eight years of my life but then recently in the last month um it's you know i've gotten a racing simulator i've gotten involved um and i i enjoy it i didn't enjoy it to start with but that's another story and um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i mean i think it's cool what they're doing i really really do and i think having that live sport still as a mentality even if it is once a week it's 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 one of those things that everyone can get around. Yeah, look, well, the thing is, there's not when you think about it, there's not many sports out there that can transfer from the real world to you know virtual like esports. You know, like not that not that it's like perfectly realistic, but it's the closest you can get to the real thing. You know, so I have I've got a simulator, and I I I expected obviously the supercars to be. Um, it was going to be pretty cool, but the the way it is, like the way people have treated it and how big it has got, is shocked me. Like the amount of following it has got. Um, but the people that I reckon, you know, who comment like, "Oh, it's just a game," or, or you know, all that, I just think that's ridiculous. Like it's the only thing we can do right now, so enjoy it. And I think, I think having. Um, obviously you have Twitch, which is a, a, a streaming platform for video games. Um, and people like Scott McLaughlin, Deep Squally, um, even people that are younger, like in Super 2, Brock Feeney's all over it. He's, he's streaming, he's uploading his videos to YouTube and he's getting a new following from it. Um, yeah, exactly. like for the, for the E-Series race last Wednesday, we had Scott McLaughlin streaming on Twitch and he had, he had 12,000 viewers at any one time, which is massive. Actually, like sorry. it's 12... 12,000 viewers, which is massive. Um, it's it's one of those things where you have to look at it and you have to understand that how successful this can be and what sort of level this sits on once racing actually comes back. Do they continue this? See, now you have, then you'll have mid-race week entertainment still. Like, it's you race on the weekend, you race Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then Wednesday, that even if they pre-record the race, it's still broadcasted on television. Yeah, exactly. And I actually heard them saying the other night, they were saying on the commentary that they're getting more viewers like watching this E-series than they do in real life, which is really showing something, isn't it? Well, I think also a massive part of that is the fact that it can be on Twitch. It can be on, you can watch it on Facebook, you can watch it on free-to-air television, whereas most V8 supercar rounds are on pay-to-view TV, Foxtel, um, yeah. or KO. Um, which is, which I think is a, there's a, there's a massive market for it, but they have to be interested. Whereas a lot of the, you know, some people, if they're in their twenties, you know, uni sort of thing, they may not necessarily want to have to pay that $60, $70 a month or whatever it is, the ridiculous cost 
to watch you know two maybe three supercar races and obviously you get all the other sport like you get your your nrl and your football and your rugby union um but you have to be interested in that and you have to understand what is going on to actually be able to enjoy it like i i'm a massive soccer fan and a rugby union fan but i would never i can't sit down and watch a game of rugby league because i'm not interested however i can sit down and watch a game of rugby union and it's fantastic or i can sit down and watch a game of ice hockey and i just enjoy it because most of the time they're just trying to beat the crap out of each other which i find is fantastic and quality entertainment and it's there to watch so why not watch it you know exactly and you're paying you're paying that that fee up front monthly and and you have that there and you have that platform to use so why wouldn't you use it yeah exactly yeah no but um 100%. But, you know i think the e series has done really well to incorporate still that that aspect of of a live sport um Obviously, the horses and the that is still going on, which I think is a bit, you know, a bit odd. They were allowed to run when you can't race in in cars, you know. Yeah. What do you think about that? Because, like, here. really, I I um went on allowed to race cars. Yet, really, I'm in the car by myself. I know that's not the problem. It's the spectators. And it's not even. Things, but really, it's not even that you have you're in the car by yourself. But you have your protective gear. You have your helmet. You have your bell club. You have your underwear. You have everything like that. That is going on. Even if you were to do it to a closed track, so you weren't allowed spectators, like you, you'd have you, your dad, and maybe one mechanic, maybe two if you're lucky. There's four people there in a garage, a garage that is, you know, 12, 15 square meters. And that's like, that's 100% what I think. Like, maybe, yeah, it might be a bit harder for the top level, you know, racing, even for any sport. At, when it gets to that top level, it might be a bit harder because, you know, there's more people involved. But for people like my age, when it's just, you know, the simple sports, not at a full professional level, I think it should be, if it's within reason, yeah, like I think it should still go ahead, which actually, now that we say that, I think it, there's a slight chance it could be because of, you know, the whole, there's been some restrictions lowered. So as long as we follow the rules still, um, yeah. Well, speaking of the easing of restrictions, they're talking about bringing the um, NRL back on the 28th of May, or forgive me if I'm wrong, but a date around then. Um, and just just on the uh, topic of NRL, you had in the news recently, there was Latrell Mitchell and Josh Adokar that were, that were found guilty of breaking the the social distancing guidelines and i think they ended up getting like an a thousand dollar fine from police and it was like a a smack bang fifty thousand dollar fine from the nrl which was 60 percent was suspended till the end of the year um i think in a situation like that where they're where they're such prolific players and they have such a following i think when they're going out and they're disobeying the obvious rules um and obviously, they said, I can't remember who, who said it, but um, one of them was struggling with some mental health issues and he wanted to go there to clear his mind, which is totally understandable. Um, but I mean, if I had have waited a weekend, come this weekend, the restrictions are being eased. You can have two adults and your children going to a friend's house to hang out. Um, so having that, having them with that following, disobeying, they're, like they're, they're strict, but they're also basic guidelines. I think is is probably not necessarily a good look, and it should almost be frowned upon, in a sense. Well, so not that they were really doing the wrong thing, but it's just when you have that following, it's not 
okay, I feel, to be disobeying such basic guidelines. No, I think it should be frowned upon. Like, honestly, yeah, with that following, I'll be completely honest, it's mainly the NRL players. They're just... Some of them are really stupid with things like that, you know? Like, it's it's common sense. You're not allowed to, so why would you do but it? It's then? even... Like, not only why would you do it, but why would you post it on social media? It's just stupid. I think when you really look at it back in the day in you know the 80s and the 70s and whatever when NRL was just taking off was this such a was this such an issue and even if it was an issue why was it not frowned upon then because the players weren't not necessarily as popular but they didn't have the following that they have now and weren't as prolific as they are now yeah exactly i'm gonna ask you a question you ready go ahead um, it's a bit random, but I'm I'm genuinely interested to know. Um, if you could disinvent something or get rid of something, what would it be? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> officials. That was tough, I know. Officials I from racing. Officials from racing. <laughs> I feel like we have a little bit more fun then. Um, Brussels sprouts. I don't like Brussels sprouts. Brussels sprouts. Actually. I've, I, I it was years ago, but I had Brussels sprout, oh, I would say it was probably four or five years ago, and I didn't mind it. I think, I don't know if it changes from the size of them, but it was pretty small, so that might be reason, but I didn't mind them. See, I, my dad paid me 10 cents once to eat a Brussels sprout, and I did, and I can't, I haven't been able to do it since. I just, it's one of those foods that it's just like, it doesn't even look appetizing, Um yeah, I don't, I don't know. I couldn't. I don't know what. I don't know what I would disinvent. To be fair, um, what would you disinvent, Josh? Um, <laughs> honestly, I didn't even think of this because I didn't think you were going to send it back to me. Oh, <laughs> I would get okay. You know what I'd get rid of? Any... All right, for the fourth time, what's what would you get rid of? Any, any what? I'd get rid of vegan meat products. Vegan meat products. That is oh. something really random, but it yeah. comes to my head because I feel like I, feel I work like at I, I work at a grocery store, and every time I see something like, for example, it was um vegan beef jerky, and it's just like it frustrates me because it's not beef jerky if it's vegan, you know, like it's it's obvious it, it's vegan beef jerky. It's like it's beef jerky, you know, for vegans. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, don't put beef in it because there's no beef in it. Yeah, exactly. So, but you know, noise act so much. Speaking of food, as much as we all love food, um, I saw this thing pop up in the news the other day, and obviously, back to coronavirus quickly because that seems to be all that's in the news. But New Zealand eased their restrictions, and for the first time in 34 days, fast food stores opened, and KFC had people queuing for 2.2 kilometers to get their to get their little hit of uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken. Actually, now that you say that, so I had, I work, I've got two jobs, so I also work at a tyre store, and every, usually every Saturday, I, I don't mind getting like a burger from um, Hungry Jack's or, I don't know, somewhere like that, just after I finish work, you know, and we went to Hungry Jack's this, this afternoon, and my God, the mo- like, they eased the restrictions. When did they ease them? Uh, today, yesterday, Friday. Yesterday. First and of May. I'm, I've never seen, like, the surroundings so busy, and the lineup was huge. Like, yeah, I just, we went... I couldn't believe it. So, the, the, the T intersection where KFC is, 
the cars were lined up back around the block towards McDonald's. Like McDonald's wasn't even even full, like remotely. Like the the drive through McDonald's McDonald's was nearly empty, whereas KFC was just absolutely absolutely cheering. But but back to the New Zealand one, they were queuing for hours apparently, and then the KFC, <clears throat> as you would expect, would run out of chicken eventually. Yeah. Um, with with that many people. And apparently there was some pretty disgusting um, abuse and ridicule hand out, like handed out towards the workers from customers, um, which I feel like is they're, they're working their butt off. It's their first day back in over a month, and they're working really, really hard to give everyone the chicken. And these people come in a bit later than other people, and they don't get the chicken. I don't think it's fair to then turn around and and abuse abuse the staff. I think that's that's one of those things where it's just like, you know, you have to take a step back and, and look at it from different perspectives. A hundred percent. Like that's also the same as me at the grocery store. So I don't know I'd be, you know, in a little, like I'd be away stacking the shelves, you know, doing the usual thing. And some person would come up and ask for, you know, toilet paper. And I'd go, Oh, I'm not sure. Sorry. Like, I'm not sure when it's going to be here. Like I have no idea. Yeah, and because I genuinely don't, we never, no one knew because it was short Australia, well, probably worldwide, and um, yeah, and then they'd go off huffing and puffing, and it's like, come on, like, give us a break, just, we're, we're, yeah, yeah, like, which, well, that was, ridiculous. I saw, I can't remember the company's name, and I apologise to anyone that cares that much about a toilet paper company, but apparently they went from working eleven-hour days to working twenty-four hours around the clock flat out like for for three four weeks just to try and get paper toilet paper back in stock for everyone because when you have a population of 24 million people and you know every household is going out to buy buy a thing of toilet paper or in most cases every household is going out to buy six or seven things of toilet paper it's it can never be good i don't feel and then these hard-working people are then being ridiculed for not being able to put toilet paper on the shelves, and it's like, well, if you didn't, if you didn't hoard and you didn't overbuy things in the first place, then that wouldn't be an issue. Yeah, that's it. But I don't get why, like, why toilet paper? Like, that seriously. to me made no sense. That to me made no sense either. There is but so many other things out there that they could have got, like, like food. Like, obviously, people were panic buying with food, but I just did not get the toilet what? paper, and it. And it just wasn't ending. Like it just kept getting empty, empty, empty. And it's like well, it's like everyone's got to have toilet paper at some stage. Like eventually, though. Like when do you realise that instead of panic buying toilet paper, when are we going to start to run out of things like razors and toothpaste and mouthwash and everything like that that is actually you know a bit more important than toilet paper for the most part? Um, yeah. It's like I I never got the whole hoarding of of toilet paper that to me was a bit like why but yeah question for you josh yes i'm ready can you do scary rides at all like like actually this is a really funny story if if um if you know who you are out there if you listen to this you'll you'll laugh straight away um so we were at the canberra show probably about, I don't know how long ago. It was beginning of this year. Three, three four months I'm, ago, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. 
and I'm usually really good with rides, right? And yeah. we went, I, I just had, what are those things called with the potato, like, all the way down the stick? Um, you know those? Like, chips, it's like slinkies or whatever they are. Oh, yeah, I yeah, yeah. they just called it a chip on a stick, actually. Anyway. Probably, um, yeah, sure. And he, I just had it, and it wasn't a very good chip on the stick either. So I put... Probably had I remember, about half of it, threw it in the bin. I remember we went to the V8s and, and you had the same problem. So I think maybe you should steer away from the chips on the stick. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Well, I mean, I had them heaps at Winton and they were so good there, like for the supercars. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, so we um, go you over to this ride and it like it like goes up and down and spins at the same time. Yep. And I go on it and I'm feeling like, I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have got on this. Like, that was stupid. <laughs> Anyway, so we did that one. I got off. That one was fine. Then I was still feeling sick, and everyone was like, come on, let's go on this ride. And I was like, you know, oh, fine, I'll just do it. Went on it. I um went up. I don't, I don't believe it, but they think I fainted, right? Because apparently I my head like was you, flopping around. I feel like you'd know if you fainted, but... I, exactly. I mean, I personally, I, don't think, I but, can't sit say that I fainted before, but I feel like it's something that you would, you would know happened. Yeah, so anyway, apparently I fainted, and the bloke on the ride was apparently, like, shaking his head at me, like, idiot, why'd you get on? Which is probably a good thing to Fair do. Fair call, yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so then, probably ten minutes passed, and they wanted to go on another ride, and I was like, you're kidding me. You're per- like, <laughs> Not you just again. put me through this, and you want me to do it again. Like, I just was shocked, though. Like, I was kind of mad, to be honest, because... Usually I'm good at rides, and that night I was just useless. Anyway, yep, we stick, went on. Man, that's what it is. Yep, yep, and then we went on another ride, right? It yep. was like 30 seconds in a ride, chilling. I was like, oh, no, I'm fine, I'm fine. And then another words. 10 seconds, I was like, no, Jesus, it's coming. <laughs> it's okay. coming. And like, it, it's like a five-minute ride, so I had like probably you three had a lot of time minutes. to think about it. I had like three more minutes of holding in and I just was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to do it. Ended up holding it in. Like he was slowing down the ride, like when it was stopping and I was like, it's about to come up. Like I could feel it coming quickly hopped off. And then, yeah, I just spewed over the edge of the ride, but Oh, like that was, then the rest of the night I just felt so sick. Like it took ages to go. And then I, then I finished off the night with another ride, but that wasn't too bad. See, I can't, I can't do, do things I can't do heights at all. Like heights oh, are like can't. my my downfall. Like I can't get up there. Like and people go skydiving. I'm like, man, how nah, dumb I'd can love you be? To do, I'd love nah. to do skydiving. I feel like I would do it just because it's one of those things you 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 all, like even if you're scared of heights, it's something that you want to do, right? But I would only do it if if I knew. One thousand percent that I was not gonna die. Whereas there's still that chance that you could die. And to me, that's I'd like do it. Nah. That's mud. I'd do it when I'm. I'd do it when I'm older. Like you know. Yeah. Like when, yeah. Like eighty. Completed, eighty or something. You've completed everything in your life. And you're yeah. 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 Retired. Exactly. And and if you die, like yes, it'll be sad to everyone else, but you won't be that sad, you know. Well, you wouldn't. So. I I can guarantee you probably wouldn't even feel it. It's it's exactly it's true. one of those things that is is um. Because well, apparently, you to... when you're skydiving, you you're probably going to be falling a bit fast. So yeah, I don't think you'll feel. Well, it. I heard that I heard that rumor that you fall 
you fall quickly when you are when you jump out of an airplane. Whereas I've only ever sat in an airplane, and I feel like that to me just makes makes so much more. That seems sense. about right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, I think, but once again, the problem is we can't even try it because we're stuck at home. Well, that is also that is also true. But I think with this, um, obviously, the introduction of this new COVID, the COVID Safe app, um, I think, I mean, a lot of people are skeptical, um, that you know the government's just trying to access your information or whatever. Anyone who says that that frustrates me so much. Like that's a pathetic. I feel like, thing. like I feel like it's just one of those things that you. If we get and we all work together, then we'll be through this before we even know it. Like we have, Australia has just under 7,000 cases. I think to be exact, we're at 6,700 or something like that. And I think we're only at 93 yeah. deaths. When you look yeah. at America, America is at 1.1 million, over 1.1, okay. like well over 1.1 million, right? It's, and we're here. And with the app has already had four million downloads, so realistically, that's that's a sixth of the population of Australia. Yeah. If we have if we have double that, maybe, and you know, there's probably six anywhere from six to ten million kids almost in, or or you know, five to ten million kids for as a number for people that are in australia as children you know probably under the age of 12 that don't have a cell phone don't have an ipad don't have something like that you know it's just one of those things so i think we're already at kind of all people that can download i think we were at yeah. a solid, so 30 40 50 percent which i think is fantastic but then there's also those people that are skeptical of it and i'm like mate just just do it and we can get back to living our normal lives yeah no it's 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 uh, i just it just annoys me like like get a life. Like no one at, at this time. What are like the government? <laughs> why would they concentrate on you in the first place? But it's just stupid. Like and and if you want to be free. Like if you want exactly. to be able to go out and do stuff, you got to download it. So exactly, why are you, and more, you're holding us and back. More, more to the point, our our prime minister. Honorary Scott Morrison. Um. He said, the sooner everyone downloads the apps, the sooner we get back to the pubs. And exactly. I feel like it's, it's, it's not the, the adolescents of Australia that are, that are complaining. Once again, it's all the elderly people that, that aren't used to this stuff, which I think is huge. And I think it's ridiculous. Yeah. But, but, you know, that's, but then you look, look in America. You have the coronavirus is happening everywhere, right? Like Everywhere, 1.1 million cases, but they uh, admittedly they have a population of just under 400 million or just over 300 million, something like in that bracket. Um, yeah. They have 1.1 million cases. Like their percentage of cases compared, like their their infected to population ratio is through the roof compared to ours. Like Dad has a mate who's in America right now, and he. He was saying that, like, if you leave your house without, like, within reason, then it's a straight-up $5,000 fine. This might be different now. This was a few weeks ago. Um, and, yeah, so, like, you're getting massive trouble over there if you leave your house, which but I really, feel like... which is why we should over here be looking at how lucky we are, really. Like, exactly. we're still allowed to leave house, leave the house. We just got to, you know, not be with over two people or whatever it is. Exactly. Exactly, but you look in America, and I don't think they are 
as strict as what we were on handing out fines for people to leave their house. When you have, like, you look at the protests in America, right? It's ridiculous. You have people that um, are just leaving their house to to go and say, why can't we be let out? Like, there is thousands oh, and thousands of people lining the streets, lining the streets, saying, why can't we be let out? Why are we in lockdown? Blah, blah, blah. They're protesting all of this stuff. And, like, it's like, dude, sit in your house for six more weeks. If that, which, you know, to me is not a big deal. Like, I feel like I've actually, I've done really well. I mean, personally, I feel of sitting aside for six weeks. Like, it's it's pretty easy gig when you think about it. Oh, 100%. Um, but they're there and they're just, they're, like, sweeping the streets of of America with these coronavirus protests and it's like dude the anti-lockdown protests like I've got a I've got a website here from the Guardian and it says protest protest sweep Californian uh protest sweep California as governor promises changes to lockdown like because they've now gone and they've jumped all over the streets and they've said um you know this is what we want now the governor of California is looking at changing these lockdowns and promises that that will happen when realistically it shouldn't yet. And they should still wait because obviously the number is still climbing rapidly by the day in America of number of cases. Yeah. But it's, yeah, I think America is just one of those countries. I've, I've got another question for you. Oh, here so, we go. Wait, right, just make sure that if I bounce it back, you'll be able to answer it as well. And then we're all right. Just, yeah, just I'm again. Re- I'm, I'm ready for this one. All right. So, speaking about leaving home when you're excited and blah, blah, blah. What's yep. your opinion on people that don't get their license like straight away? Like, you know, oh, when, when they're old enough and they don't get it. Yeah, that, that sucks. 100%. I know a lot of, like, I turned 17 last month and I know a lot of, a lot of mates that have um, their birthday around mine were missing out. Um, and it's just one of those things where like, you, you know, you plan for so long and so long and so long to get, when you get your, your peas, you're going to go do this and you're going to go to the beach because it was the holidays and everything like this. You could do this, you could do that. And then yeah, Corona came along and just absolutely kicked everyone in the face. And, um, yeah, it sucked for a lot of people. I feel like it was just one of those things. But I think as we've said the whole time about coronavirus, it's one of those things you have to take on the chin, keep moving with. I think everyone currently is in the same boat. Like even if you had have been able to get your license, where would have you gone with Corona anyway? So I think everything yeah. kind of all adds up and, and makes sense and whatever, but uh, it's just, yeah, it's, it sucked for sure. It did suck. I'm, I'm like, I'm genuinely more excited to get my, um, my, my license more than I, M to turn 18. I don't know why. I just feel like it's like it's such a freedom, you know, like you can just go you're free. You don't have to ask, you know, people to take you places. You can yep, go. Yeah, for sure. It's like you have that ability to then then just leave and you can and you run your own world for a little bit and that's I feel like that's probably the best part about it. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, so it's it's, it's really exciting, I suppose. You know, turning 18 is pretty cool as well. It's not that oh, far 100%. away when you like just the other day. I, I, I checked my, uh, I checked, I googled. I think I'm 
274 days away from being 17, so I'm, I'm keen. I'm not counting or anything, but yeah. I think, um, like, I'd be about 330, 335, I would, I would be almost exactly away from being 18, which is scary, but um, yeah, well, it'll go fast, and then in a minute it'll be, it'll be here, and then, you know, I remember when we were back, like, I don't even know, like probably six years ago, you know, just when we were like 10 years old racing go-karts. Yeah. Like, back this, when it this brings started. me to another question I've got, like, you know, when, when we came around the fires and, you know, like, you know, having fun with all our racing mates and, um, yeah, like what, what do you, what's your favorite, what's your favorite memory? Like from when you've gone away racing or from camping, like whatever. So favorite memory probably from racing was my first podium at a state title event. I feel like that was pretty, it's one of those things yeah. where it's like, it's like, oh yeah, I've, you know, I've done that now. I'm, I'm happy I've, I've achieved it and whatever. Um, and obviously you keep pushing afterwards to do better and whatever, but, um, but probably, I think the whole social aspect of go-karting and motorsport in general is pretty cool. But I think when we went to, went to Dubbo in 2018 and, uh, <clears throat> well, you and I, you and I camped out the back with the fire in our swags, just by ourselves, hanging out, listening to music, like cooking whatever we were cooking on the fire and eating it. It was just like that was, that was probably by far the best memory. Hundred percent. So yeah, with my racing memory, that's probably my racing memory is probably winning the Coffs Harbour State Round when we um. Actually, that that went... popped up in my that popped up in my Snapchat memories the other day. Yeah, you. it was actually yeah, it was probably. Probably a week ago now. Ago. And it was like yeah, yeah, yeah. Two, a week ago for the two year memory. So yeah, um, yeah, we went up to Coffs Harbour. I'd never seen the track, like seen the layout of the track. I'd never, you know, had any idea what it looks like. Um, we turned up. I was I was within the top six for practice, all that, and um, within the first few races, I was in the top three, and then. I, I we were just shocked. Like the weekend was could not have gone any better. It was it just kept getting better and better and better every race like that ha- like took place, you know. So we yeah. we got to Sunday and we were starting I was starting pole actually. Pole, and yeah, I remember pole three. Was, yeah. And all I had to do was just try to drive it home, not leave the door open, you know, and um so I could, you know, get the win. And yeah, I did that. It, I had like a not the best start, like a few people got up the side of me, but I managed to still hold first. And then, yeah, I, I, it was pretty neck and neck battle um, with another guy in, uh, in the final. And then, yeah, I finally brought it home. And I just, I will never, ever forget that, that day. Just not only like you and like all my mates, um, but also just my dad's reaction. Like it was just like, all our hard work had gone into that. Yeah, and, and paid so off good, finally, you know? for sure. And, and you know, know that feeling 100% yeah, too, you know, 100%. when you won that state. It, it may not have even been around, but honestly, even just winning one, winning a race, you know, well, sorry, yeah, getting on, like, the podium, you know. So it's just, it's 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 such forget, a good feeling. I'll never forget that the start of that final, when, when you were rolling up to turn two and you just put the biggest squeeze on this bloke I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Let's not mention names, though, eh? <laughs> no, of course not. But then you just moved him out of the way and, and then, yeah. But I think because I started, I started out of fifth or something for the final and I was like, yes, get in. 
And then I just completely lost my head because I qualified fourth or something, and I was not quick at all. Um, and I yeah. qualified fourth, and I was like, what the hell? And then I finished third in the first race and fourth in the second race, and I was out of fourth for the third heat, finished like sixth or seventh or something after I got a drop-down penalty. And um, then, yeah, I was out of fifth for the final, and I just lost my head completely and finished like sixth or something or like oh, eighth or something and then had a drop-down um, yeah. which really gave me back two further positions. Um, but I will never That's forget right. that last lap. And now that, I, now that I think of it, wasn't qualifying was like a crisis because it was wet, it wasn't it? Raining. Like of, yeah. yeah, as we went out the gate, yeah. it rained. Because I, I think I out-qualified you. Or we, we were yeah, really you close. Like you were, I was fifth and you were sixth or something like that. Or I was fourth. I'm pretty and sure I was behind you. Yeah, we were alongside each other, but... We were alongside of Third each other. Road. No, yeah, you were fifth, I was sixth, 100%. Was sixth. That was it. I, yeah. Actually, I remember looking over to the left of you. Yeah. 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 No, and then, that um, was, that's yeah. something I'll never forget. And then, yeah, it was just, it was a good weekend. I think I ended up fifth or sixth or something on the points out of that. And then was never able to recover for the rest of the series, but that's all right. Well, Live yeah, because I, I, I came second in that series. By only just off by a few points, simply because some people Kid. came Kid. into the uh, into the series and just um, ruined it. Yeah, kind of ruined it. You know. So, but anyway. Well, I remember. I remember we that. had. Yeah, we had. I had the start of the final for the second round at Dubbo, and I had a wicked. I had a shit weekend, like proper bad, and we got right up, and I got right up to like, I think sixth or seventh from like nineteenth on the grid on the on the first lap, and then they. They restarted the race on me, and then I didn't. I didn't make any more positions up, and I finished up like eighth or something. And I was like, "Damn, that sucks." Yeah, yeah. Probably had good pace if I had been in a battle pack, but it's one of those things. It's, it's whatever. But yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, um, I think that I ends think the first episode. I think it does, eh? That, that oh, yeah. was pretty good. How long has it been going for? That's geez, that's a that, time flies, eh? When you. When you're having fun, that's what it is. Yeah, exactly. Having fun. I hope you guys had fun too. Um, thank you for tuning Thanks. in to the first episode. Absolutely. First instalment. I think probably a few things to work on, but I think we can we can work on it. I think a bit of feedback probably helps, and then yeah, we'll keep going. Um, yeah, and also if there's a few bad bits where you know there's some bad audio quality, it will get better once you know this whole virus is ended because we'll actually. Be with, be each, with other each other to film yep. the podcast, but for now it's just going to be an e-podcast. So, um, pretty much, yeah. I hope you can understand that. But yeah, thanks for tuning in. Thank you, everybody. Awesome. Thanks. See you guys. See you on the next one. Ciao.